Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to The Mentor, I'm Mark Boris. Peter Yalos, how you going, Peter? I'm good, mate, how are you? Very good, and Will Jeffries, how you going, Will? Good, Mark, thank you for having us. It's a bit weird, Will, like you sitting here opposite me because uh, you do stuff with us anyway, but it doesn't matter, this is a, tif- <laughs> this is a different venture of yours and uh, you've got the co-founder, we've got two co-founders, but we've got the chairman and original co-founder, yes. Peter Yalos, and uh, the business is called Clean Waters Oceana. Mm-hmm. Be cool, Oceana, that's uh, half the world. What the fuck is We've got a lot of reach. What's this business about? Like you've got, got a lot water, of that's for sure. What's this business about? So um, we have brought to Oceana a, um, um, an atmospheric water generating machine. Basically, it sucks the humidity out of the air and creates fresh drinking water. Right. We filter it, we mineralize it, and it's perfect drinking water. I want to go back a step. You, yeah. you brought so to Oceana, which mm-hmm. Oceana is like, you know, on a all I know is from soccer, like it's sort of... It's a big part. It includes lots of places in Asia as well mm. as Australia. But where did it come from? Like originally, yeah. where did it originate yeah. from, this technology? So, sure, the technology is um, Israeli tech. Right. So it's originated in Israel. So take me back to Israel or the Israeli dude or whoever it is mm. who invented this. What's the story? So Mikhail is um, the man who invented this. He owns two companies actually. One's called Watergen. And uh, the other one's called Vertical Fields. Watergen is obviously the water the technology and Vertical Fields is containerized uh, um, fruit and veg. Okay. Well, yeah. Watergen um, is probably where the technology comes from, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So in Israel, there's not a lot of water. Um, it is on the ocean. They do lots mm. of desalination. Because, like, you know, like amazing me when I go to places like uh, when I've been to Saudi Arabia, when I've been to Oman, when I've been mm. to Dubai. <laughs> or Abu Dhabi, mm-hmm. and you're in the middle of a desert and there's about 8 million buildings everywhere and water's flowing. I mean, you wonder where the hell would they get the water from? So we normally desalination, right? Yep, correct. So is this desalination? No, it's not. Right. It's actually a technology that uh, creates water and it's actually standalone, so it's off-grid. It actually can work off solar and it sucks. It has a fan, it sucks the air in, it splits the water particle from it, it infrareds it, and then we remineralize it to perfect 7.5 pH drinking water. So it sounds a bit uh, alchemisty. Um, yeah, it, it sounds does. like we're taking a, a, a piece of lead and turning it into gold. Yeah. Um, explain. I love techno. I love science. So yeah. uh, you know, we know that um, hydrogen only has one electron, one atom of hydrogen is one electron, mm-hmm. one proton, one neutron, uh, and uh, unless it's an isotope or some other. Uh, hydrogen atom, but uh, generally speaking, mm. hydrogen element is one yeah. electron. Oxygen has a, a a couple of spares, but it's looking to get eight electrons in mm-hmm. its outer shell. It's got two in the inner shell. It's got six in the outer shell. And uh, what it does is it lands hydrogen electron, so hydrogen, but two hydrogens bind with one oxygen to give fill oxygen's outer shell to eight, and then it borrows from oxygen in a couple and um, gives itself to, so stabilizes itself. So, yeah. you know, hydrogen with one electron is unstable. Oxygen is quite stable, but it's trying to stabilize more. Electrons always, um, elements always trying to stabilize. Yeah. So somehow your machine drags shit out of the yeah. atmosphere and Incredible. turns it into H2O. Yeah, so and lots of it. 
I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you an example that you'll probably get. So dehumidifier at home, right? Yeah. What does it do? It sucks the humidity yeah, out of the yeah. air. That's what we do. Yeah. But we have a super duper dehumidifier with an algorithm that allows us to clean it, remineralize it, and reuse the water to perfect uh, and certified drinking water. So your machine, it like my de, I don't have one, but like if I had a dehumidifier at home, um, and I've seen them, yeah, they suck the humidity out of the air, yeah, which is basically. It's, it's water. It's water. It's just it sucking water. Air. You need humidity to do this because humidity is water just that it is spread. It's gaseous water. Absolutely. In a gaseous state and it just sucks it in and then yeah. sort of brings it into um, a more liquid state. Mm. So because what I was sort of conceptualising was uh, there's this machine and uh, it just goes and grabs a hydrogen, ox- a hydrogen, a couple of hydrogen atoms and a couple of oxygen atoms and creates water. It doesn't do that. No. Does it? So you don't have it. You know, it doesn't work in a dry atmosphere. It does water in a dry atmosphere, yes. It does? So we work down to 15% humidity. What does that mean, 15%? So well, normally we get up in the 70s and 80s so, in Sydney. So, so today it would be about 55% yeah. relative humidity. Hmm. 15% humidity is... A low reading that you'd get in Alice Springs. I was going to say, is that, is that dry? Yeah, very dry, yeah. very dry. Yeah, so, so the average in Sydney would be about 50 and that's all year round. The average in somewhere like Alice Springs, which is obviously very dry, would be about 22, 25%. So we can produce water the majority of the time, even in the outback of Australia, where the yeah. humidity is extremely low. Oh, that's cool because I was just recently um, uh, in the southwest of the Northern Territory, which is about two hours, well, no, five hours drive of Alice. And my God, it was dry. Mm, I was mm. like, you know, like I was walking around and uh, notwithstanding how much water I drank, mm. the thing that I noticed is that I just felt completely parched all the mm. time. Yep. And of course, when you look around, there is no water. In, fucking, in fact, nothing fucking grows. Like, nothing. Uh, there's a little, I got some photographs, a vision of some little smallest flowers of all time growing. Mm. Like, literally, you can hardly see them. So, the only that grows is small because there's no, no water. Does this machine, given your what you're saying, does this machine work in say somewhere like um, you know middle of Australia? Yes, it does. Um, the performance obviously would not be as strong as it would be in the Cape York Peninsula, which is in the far north, or Arnhem Land, which is far northern Northern Territory. But the good news is that in these communities, the model that we are proposing to government and private sector partners is putting machines inside, whether it's the local cop shop or the mm. local school, because or the local council building, because inside humidity is always fifteen percent higher than what it is outside. Oh, really? Say you got yeah. a really dry day, right? Fifteen percent relative humidity, which is as low as it gets, you're looking at 30% relative humidity in the local school, which means that we can produce enough water for the technology to be viable. So we're a strong believer in this tech as a solution for these remote communities where there are serious drinking water problems. And I think I might have mentioned it recently um, on our website, there was a paper that came out of the Australian National University about three and a half, four weeks ago, and it said there are hundreds of thousands of Australians, mostly in remote areas, which relying upon substandard water. That's bore water. The bores are depleting, um, which means the concentration of minerals in the bore water is getting to a dangerous level. Anything from arsenic to nitrates to even uranium in communities yeah. like you and Dumu and Laramba, which I'm sure you would have frequented on your trip up to the territory. So, you know, uh, um, and going back to desalination, which you mentioned before, there are issues with desalination. To operate a desalination machine, you practically need to have a chemistry degree, a big one. There's lots of maintenance issues. And the water tastes terrible because it takes all the minerals out. So it kind of goes right through the water. Um, yeah. The minerals whilst- are what hydrates you, right, in the water. Correct. Otherwise and, runs through you. And we add minerals to an optimum standard um, with our tech. This dude invented this in Israel. Yes. I presume it's in use in Israel or has been in use in Israel. It's yep. in use for, in 70 countries around the world. But they start off Israel, yes, yep. and they were using it for as probably in addition to the desalination system or? In addition, yeah. In addition to it. So it's not meant to replace desalination. No. They work no. together. Correct. In Israel. Correct. Correct. In, or somewhere like that's on the, on the sea there. That's one. Obviously we don't. You know, Alice Springs in this example that you example just gave me, you're not on the sea, so it's going to be a bit hard to, uh, you know, truck exactly. water from desalinated water all the way from, say, Bondi or Maruba, wherever our plant is, it's Cornell or somewhere. Yep. It's it's going to be hard to truck that water into Alice Springs. That does make sense. So it, it, this is 
something that can take the place of desalination in a place like Alice Springs, not close to the coast. In addition to that, you're saying to me that a report recently showed that there's a lot of Australians who, particularly in remote areas, who don't drink healthy water mm. because of bore water, which is pumped out of the ground, usually found by a diviner. Yeah. You know, they drew. That's, yeah. That's, no, that's, that's 100% true. It's funny, my, my neighbour, uh, God bless you, sold John Cornell, a.k.a. Strop, up at my farm, um, told me one day, he said, listen, he said, like, uh, my, when I say next door, no, but we live in farms, so mm. not quite next door, but you know what I mean, like within a couple of kilometres of each other. Um, he said to me, oh, I've got this diviner dude who just walks around literally with a, a stick, a couple of sticks with a, like, and finds where the water is. And he's, I said, oh, bullshit. And he said, no, no, no. He said, he just found it on my place. And we 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 sunk yeah. a well, uh, whatever you call it, mm. thing, and uh, we got water out of the thing. Mm. He said, "Do you want to come over to your place?" And uh, yeah, I got to come over. And no joke, he found the water, and it was an under underground stream yep. that he found. Um, and uh, you know, the water coming out is, is fresh water. So, but you're saying to me that out there in the west, out in the outback, um, they're drinking bore water, which is is the worst water. Whether it's concentration of um, minerals yeah. in there or not, it's the worst water yes, it ever. Is. It's just crap. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, um, you know, if you'd go back 40, 50, 60, 70 years ago, the quality probably was all right. But after years and decades of intensive agriculture, that goes right back to the late 19th century, which relied upon the aquifers that run straight from North Queensland all the way down to the Murray and across to northern South Australia, there has been a depletion of that groundwater resource. And obviously that makes it of a lower quality because of the higher mineral concentration. Do people get sick? Yeah. Well, there is a report out of the University of Western Australia which links poor drinking water in remote communities to why the rate of chronic kidney disease amongst Indigenous peoples is three to five times higher than the national average. So people are getting sick. Um, and, you know, there needs to be a focus on this, in but our I, humble opinion. But I think the other side of this is they're preferring to drink alcoholic drinks and soft drinks because the water tastes so bad. Oh, mm. that's interesting. Yeah. So if it's or pl- that or water out of well. a plastic bottle. Yeah. yeah. Which throws a yeah, there's, which there's actually, plastic problem. There's actually towns in Western Australia that um, the government ships bottles and bottles and bottles of yeah, water. I've seen it. And we can for we can forego all this stuff mm. because we can create it that can come with their their glass bottle or their refill whatever bottles it's, they it's, have. It's interesting you should say up. that, Peter, because when I was out in the outback the other day, um I, I sort of got annoyed. Um I had to travel and I got, had to hire a car and go travel and they just they piled the hotel piled my car full of water, plastic bottles. Yep. And it sort of gave me the shit. So I thought, well, yeah. well that's fine. But what I don't really what are we gonna do with these plastic bottles? Or what are you gonna do with this yep. plastic? That, and I thought, God, they must go through some plastic out here. Like it's a massive yep. community where I was, and everyone's walking around with a plastic bottle. Yep. And it's it's not refillable water, it's water trucked in in a bottle. Yep. Because correct. you can't refill. We we've actually got something that's the size of an esky that you plug into your car battery and produces thirty liters a day. So you'd never have that problem with one of our units. Okay, good. Let's just take me through. Hey, yeah, I'm yeah just, we've got I'm a few to units that we size. want to talk about. This is the size of a 60-litre Esky. Right. And, um, yeah, and um, you plug it into your car battery in the boot and it just sits there and keeps producing water. How much is one of these things? It's about seven grand. Seven grand. So mm. if I was having, if I was building something in my farm and uh, let's say I was building it because, you know, probably doesn't have, well, it does have town water, mm. but let's say if I was building it, a kilometre away from where the town water town mm. water comes in one pipe, basically, the cost of um, bringing water from that pipe across to where I was building whatever I was building shed for the workers mm. would be crazy because. Uh, but for a start, the poly that you got to, the poly pipe that you got to get has to be of a certain type, and if it's not buried, you have to get really expensive shit that yeah. goes on top of the ground. If you bury it, then you have to. Dig a hole. Get the machine to dig a hole, yeah. And that costs a fortune, especially if there's valleys. It's nearly impossible because the machines can't get down the valley. So um, uh, then I thought about maybe uh, trying to get tank water and mm. get it off the roof, but sometimes it rains forever and other times it does rain forever. Mm. <laughs> so it's That's not guaranteed, of, right? You're not, not guaranteed. guaranteed. Yeah. So are, are you saying that if one of the, I could buy one of these esky size things, put it uh, on a generator? 
I guess you need a generator. You can run it off solar. Yeah, run you off solar. You can run it off your battery, a car battery, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I could put on, and I could generate how much water? 30 litres a day. 30 litres a day. Mm. Well, that's more than I can drink. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, you know, probably 15, 15, around 10 people's amount of water. Yep. Yeah, yeah. per day, yeah, yeah, yeah just for drinking, enough yeah. water for 10 people. Yep. Yeah. That's interesting. Like, so this $7,000 machine, um, it, uh is it heavy or light or it's 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 quite heavy. Yeah. It's quite heavy, but um, it's like a full esky. I'll go back to the esky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, example well, again. It's about it's like forty-five kilos, yeah. forty kilos. Oh, yeah, you'd be yeah. lifting that wheel. That's no, that's, it's lighter than that. I think. Yeah. That's, that's what wheel lifts all day. Every yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can pick it up yourself and put it in the boot. So yeah, 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 yeah. It's not. It's you not do a few squats with it. Yeah, absolutely. Good for the training, mate. Good for yeah, the training. Yeah, yeah. I love to see what it looks like because. Uh, uh, we'll see what it looks like later because I was watching that um, thing on Netflix or one of those one of those platforms. Uh, mm. the, th- the story about the Theranos machine that uh, d- one drop of blood uh, was that you could detect a, a everything different things. And the machine, I thought, my God, that machine looks terrible. It looks the the original machine they had, the very first prototype. I thought that that looks like bullshit. Like it just looks like nothing. You know, it doesn't doesn't look yeah. any. How does your machine look? I mean, does it look a bit more like it's a bit fancy or? Bit sophisticated. Yeah, you know, it's it got a couple of handles. It looks like an esky with a couple of handles on it, and it's got a it's got an area where the bottle sits in and fills up a bottle for you. Or you can plumb it into a bit of a reserve tank as well. But the technology is all built inside. It's and, inside. Yeah, and yeah, it's really nice and neat, and you know, it's quite quite visually, it's nice. And it's visually nice because you know, yeah. like I mean, these things. You don't want to carry stuff ugly or no? Nah, well, it's a bit. I mean, I, then I go back to Steve Jobs. You know, it's the, making computers look good. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, really look at Apple. Look at Apple, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And you got—I mean, these machines—if they, you don't believe them if they don't look good. Like to me, you know, yeah. like uh, the Theranos thing. Like she puts a little piece of paper in with a like a bit of circuitry on the back and puts a blood on it and sticks it in this machine. I thought that's bullshit. That yeah. machine, like you know, there's and there's somehow the machine's connected to a, a computer back in this is back two thousand and seven yeah. or something. Um, and it wasn't as the technology wasn't wireless or anything in those days, but I was just, I mean, if you were trying to sell that to me, trying to raise money to sell that to me, I, I just, you know, hang on. And by the way, which is what turned out, she actually was done the data um, mm. remotely, mm. sending the information through the, uh, another portal, um, you know, and it was, and that's why she ended up getting convicted or charged and convicted. But so your machine looks cool, looks very cool, yeah. Yeah, well, it's so very can, cool. can you explain? Yeah, so like, I could probably pull up a photo for you. No, describe it to me because people can't see. So it's, it's um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> no, I got you. I'm just for your for your benefit only. But um, it's um, it's a blue, it's a blue um, looking esky, and it's got like yellow handles on it. It's probably the best I can describe it for you. Um, it actually, it's actually nice molded. It's you know rounded edges and is it hard? You know, to, is it hard to use? Yeah, so it's made specifically for either. It actually they use it in the defence. So you can imagine all these RVs that are going around. Um, you mean the army does? Yeah, the army yeah. does. Not our army, but the Israeli army did. Right. Um, and it's hardened for four wheel driving, caravanning, all that type of stuff. So it's used so to it's, bouncing around in the car. Okay, and so there's no problem. All, all you need to do is plug it into the socket in your car. Or mm. Plug it into the socket. So it's at twelve home. volt. Yeah. yeah, twelve volt or one solar panel. You flick the on switch. And it will twenty four seven produce water. Produce water thirty okay, so, liters a day. Okay, so it sucks it sucks the humidity out, yep. converts it into water, it, makes it denser, and makes correct. water. Then you said you remineral. First thing you, you apply infrared. Uh, yes, is, you heat it up. Is that to kill the bacteria? Or something? Yes, yeah. yes. So yes. you so that's been we like filter and infrared it. Yeah. Okay, that, that's like uh, pasteurization, basically. Correct. Yeah. Using Pasteur's sort of system of. Uh, Killing bacteria. Yep. So when you remineralize it, what do you put in there? Like you're talking about fluoride. What are we talking about? No, we don't put fluoride in, but we put all the um, uh, the magnesiums in there. Yeah, and, um, calcium. Calcium. Um, it it it's modelled off mineral yeah. water. Um, mineral water, as in the stuff you buy in a bottle, you mean? Yeah. Or yeah. what do we drink at home in say in the city? I'll know the stuff out of the bottle. Yeah, the, the, pre- the premium the stuff. The San Pellegrino right. and, 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 and the like. Yeah. We sent our water into the New South Wales Department of Pathology about a year ago to have it tasted, and they came back and said yeah. this is some of the cleanest water they've ever tasted. Not necessarily cleanest, but of a high mineral standard of an optimal. Mineral standard and great water. This um, very clean water. Very clean. And every six months, um, to our customers, we'll send a filter and a mineral module that it's extremely easy to replace. Yeah, um, just very like plug and play, a, right? Very plug and play. Plug and play. Um, and um, the machine will last, you know, 10, 15 years. It's built for the built for yeah. the military. 
Wow. Yeah. So, so remineralization. Um, most people don't realize if you don't have minerals, salts. Yep. In your water, your body doesn't hydrate. It just goes straight through your bloodstream Correct. into your kidneys and piss it. You piss it out. Exactly. Correct. It's okay. It's better than no water, but um, if it doesn't have something that allows the cells to to cross over the cell wall, you need some certain chemicals, minerals, but certain chemicals to cross over the cell wall to fill the cell up. So mm-hmm. hydration means the cells fill up. Um, your mineralization is not just to meet a standard, but it's for a purpose and objective. It's, it is it is the right, I'll use standard, for what your body needs. Yeah, for what your body yeah, needs. Correct. It's made for what I've, I've actually been to Watergen. I visited the Watergen uh, factory in Israel this year. Right. Um, and um, it's actually a whole building. They have a climate control um, room which um, actually uh, demonstrates all the different climates around the world to make sure that it, it actually does continue to function wherever it's placed. It has a whole room just for the taste of the water because water tastes differently globally and they wanted to, to keep the standard water taste from this water um, to have that original taste. So they did that. There's certifications, there's ISOs, there's this, 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 this it's, it's a whole building. It's a 10 floor building just working on these products. So, so you have it's the, very serious. So you guys have the Oceana rights. That's where, where we're talking about now. The rights East to Timor, this. Pacific Islands, New Zealand and Australia. That's right. where we're classifying. Oh, you, not, you don't go up to Singapore or all. No, that's someone else has that, that stuff, yeah. Okay, so you, you so tell me how you go about, how would you find about out about this shit? Like, uh, yeah. So um, I, I owned an IT company previously and um, it was quite, quite, a, quite a large IT company, so I've always been into technology. And one of my partner managers, I had a, I had a, one of my, one of my partners was Talus International or Global, which is a French aeronautics company. And my partner manager was a fear, Cohen, and he and I got to talking and he told me about this technology. He was in New Delhi, he was stationed in New Delhi in his previous thing. And the first machine, the thousand liter machine, because we have machines that go up to 6,000 liters a day, but the thousand liter machine was put there in 2014 and operated in the New Delhi air, uh, didn't miss a beat and produce fresh drinking water every day. In the middle of the slum. In the middle of the slum, in probably the worst air condition you can possibly imagine, some of the dirtiest air. So he said, do you want to have a look at it? He goes, but I don't really know many people here. And I said, well, my black book's pretty good. And so so I had a look at it. Then I was introduced by a common friend to Will, and um, Will and I started building the company and doing some of the first raises private raises and um yeah it's uh now we have our own warehouse we've got stock in the warehouse we've got a car we've got the first mobile trailer um globally which has the thousand liter machines and it's in a trailer that's covered by um solar panels produces a thousand liters a day we've tried actually up north it produces 1200 liters a day Mm. yeah Mm. that's a point you know we'd like to emphasize we for the first time made this technology portable yeah so what we did is out at our warehouse in Mount Druitt about this time last year, we engineered a trailer under the three and a half ton threshold so any full drive can take it um, that could hold one of the big machines. It's a cube, it's about two metres by two metres, that's a thousand litres of water a day. We covered it in solar panels yeah. um, so it's a fully off-grid portable water generator. So you can imagine during drought, Just you know. Drive it in, right? Drive it in. And Emergency everybody, services, flood. Absolutely. Um, so it's a brand new um, product yeah. um, that we believe has use in, you know, natural disasters, especially in Australia where we're yeah. so prone. I mean, every flood you have in this country, the water quality gets compromised, every cyclone in the Pacific mm-hmm. Islands, um, every drought. I mean, I remember talking to one of Australia's top Indigenous leaders um, a couple of weeks ago and he said, I remember in Walgut, which is northwest New South Wales during the drought, a bottle of one litre of water was about 10 bucks. A litre of Coca-Cola oh, yeah. was about $3. So what do they buy? They're drinking the Coca-Cola, right? So they drink the Coca-Cola um, and, you know, this is Australia. It's just not good enough. So um, that's why we um, spent a lot of our um, early stage capital on innovating the portable off-grid system because it's perfect for Australia, perfect yeah. for natural disaster response and, um, you know, uh, we need yeah, to get well, our act together in this yeah, country. We did get the respect. questions up front. What are you talking about? This doesn't exist just as we've discussed here and we thought, you know, the best way to prove this out is to bring the machines over and show people. Yeah. And when people come into the factory, they're just wowed 
it's something like, you know, you've got to put the hula hoop around the device to show that there's no water being plumbed into it sort of thing, you know, like the magic shows. It's, it's, it, it actually, it's not, you know, what our investors and friends like about this is it's not just another SaaS product. It's not just another software that, you know, people will use for certain functions. It's something they can touch and feel and Taste. has a real purpose and can change, can change life for people. So this is really interesting. That's what we found interesting about mm. this. And that's what sort of brought us on this journey. And we've been on it for a couple of years now. And it, you know, it, we're, really, we're really starting to break through the market now. And it has changed people's lives. Some mm. of our customers in the Upper Hunter, surrounded by the coal mines, mm. they're very concerned about the quality of their water up there. Mm. Um, and we've delivered machines up to multiple customers up there. And the response has been, you know, mm. we believe that the health ramifications of purchasing this product are going yeah. to be profound for me and my yeah. family. Now, water is going to become a, an important resource in the future, um, one of the important resources. So I want to explore that, the importance of water security for any nation mm. going forward as, as a political point. Great. And, uh, and our politicians, or, or maybe more importantly, the um, secretariat underneath the politicians, are they taking notice of this stuff and you know paying it the right amount of attention they should be? But let's go to the break and straight back. Here with Pete and Will, and I, we're talking about this uh, WaterGen product, which they've renamed. There's WaterGen license, which you have um, for Oceana, which is the areas you've told us about earlier on. And I'm immediately uh, thought of politics mm. and government and winning elections or maybe losing elections about the sorts of items, the very fundamental items that governments, I think, should be talking about will be secured, like you secure your borders, you secure your food supply, mm-hmm. you secure your supply chains. And a really important one to secure is water for me um, because it seems to me even here in Australia, water is becoming more compromised um, either through natural disasters, could be drought as well, could be floods, but also we've got mining, we just got more pollution in the air, you know, God forbid we ever get to where Delhi and those sorts of places are, but, you know, one day we'll head towards there. Um, is this something the governments and or various parts of the bureaucracy are embracing? And first and foremost, is it state governments or federal government? Who are we talking about here? Well, it's both state, federal and local government. So um, with a lot of the Indigenous communities in remote Australia that would come under both state and federal government. Um, the, the, the thing to note, Mark, is there's different scales we're talking about here. I mean, this technology can provide entire communities and country towns with clean drinking water. It can provide schools and individual households and properties. But there's a bigger scale, which includes dams, desalination plants, etc. Now, if you look at the last, let's say, 20, 30 years, there have been, I could count on one hand, the number of dams that are being built on the east coast of Australia, whilst our population has almost doubled. And that is why, according to the Productivity Commission, water storage per person on the east coast has decreased by 30%, and it's going to continue to come Notwithstanding down. the Warragamma Dam, for example, is mm. 100%, because it's, because it's not that is you need another dam. Well, you also need another dam, but it seems that the state bureaucracy is concerned that the rain that falls won't fill the dams again, which is why they didn't let water out of the Warrangamma Dam before these until rains until it was too late, which many in the Hawkesbury region would say was the primary cause of the floods, not just the rain. Same in Brisbane. Same with Brisbane in 2007, exactly. So, look, what we believe WaterGen does is it, is it gives individual households and communities the ability to uh, take their water security into their own, own hands. You know, this is a product that they can purchase, um, uh, that they can install, that they can maintain and that they can use without having to rely on government to build dams and build desalination plants. And clean water. 
Correct. Yeah. So, so, so are you saying though that, or maybe you've even approached government? Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. About this uh, government, a bit like you do with solar panels. Hmm. You know, let's say average household solar panels cost five grand, which, by the way, there's no battery it's all bullshit, but it doesn't matter. If you've got a battery, it's worthwhile. If you've got no battery, it's a fucking waste of time. Mm-hmm. But let's say it's $4,000. And let's say they're going to put a battery on there too so you can actually store the what you've uh, harvested on the solar. Then you can run your power. You're not going to rely less on the grid, which means heading towards 2030, better outcomes yep. in terms of you know our, our environment. Yep. And, and also our obligations, global obligations. That makes sense. But governments are giving us rebates to encourage us to do this sort of stuff. Is the government or any part of the government system um, thinking about rebating us something around the $7,000 cost of having one of these things for your own home to, to supply drinking water so we rely less heavily on the infrastructure that governments have to keep building and maintaining and managing? I mean, have you had discussions with government about this? How about you you, you apply for the Esky style one, 30-litre one, it's just a drinking water for a normal family. Um, uh, the seven thousand dollars. Why don't you give us a rebate of half, or get us give us a tax deduction, or some sort of tax rebate, or something like that? Is that a discussion you should be having, or you can have? I think it is a discussion we should be having. Um, why don't they embrace it though? Well, why? Well, I mean, like fiscally, this makes sense to me. Mm. It takes pressure off governments to supply dam water and to, you know, like to as the population increases. I mean, our population increase is going to hammer hard from here on to the end of 2030. It's less uh, infrastructure involved. It's just solar-driven, solar mm. harvesting the sun. Uh, you know, to have clean water, you got to have electricity because mm. power drives the clean, cleaning of the water. So they've got big generation generator systems, you know, like so power is involved, infrastructure is involved, cost is involved. Chemicals are involved mm-hmm. in cleaning the water. Like you've got all sorts of shit in the water, chlorine for start. Whereas this is a no-brainer. Like I'm thinking, you know, I should have one for my family. Like uh, they won't go through 30 liters of water um, in a day. That's perfect. I don't mean for showers, just for drinking. Mm-hmm. Like uh, and if you say it tastes as good as you say, um, then I, and I take your word for it, then it's probably quite a – it's a fantastic – to me, it's, a, it's just a fantastic asset. It doesn't just have to be remote, Will, Pete, not just correct. remote. It should be in the federal should be in, Correct. And it, it takes the pressure off all this stuff that Gladys was going on when she yeah. was a premier. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I fucking remember, like, you know, like the – when this happened, I think it was 2018, 19, I can't remember. But when we had the water restrictions, this mm. is before the, the floods, we had the water restrictions, and it was killing me. I thought, hang on, government, I pay my tax. Your only job is to make sure I got water. And power. The two things are you, your job my, is to make sure the enemy's not going to come and breach our borders and you give me water and power and roads. That's all the yep. fuck I asked you to do. And they're saying, oh, we can't give you, you can't have any water because it hasn't rained. What the fuck's wrong with you? Where, where does this go? Well, look, we've spoken to the government, we've spoken to Resilience New South Wales, we've spoken to the relevant authorities in this space. Um, over the last year and a half. And it seems that government at the moment is in rolling crisis mode. First it was the droughts, then it was the floods. Now it's going to be the floods again. I can guarantee there are going to be bad floods over the Christmas, January period and cyclones in far north Queensland. So 
when we approached certain government departments, we were just told, this is great. That's a very interesting product. We want to talk later. But at the moment, we're dealing with the floods. That is the response that we've gotten. How is water resolved in a Lake Lismore? Hmm. There was no fresh water. Well, water was trucked in, both mm-hmm. water in bottles, plastic bottles, and water in trucks. But unacceptable. Water in plastic bottles is just totally unacceptable from my point of view. Like, what the hell? Sure, I mean, I'm, I mean if I'm dying of thirst and I've got no fresh water, I'm going to take it. But yeah, I'd rather you give it to me, a machine, that I can go and fill up my, you know, Correct. my whatever it is, my gym bottle or something, every, or, you know, a couple of big 20 litre things or something you give me, and I can take it home for my family. Yep. Yep. What, what, why do you think this, they are in dealing with what's in front of them as opposed to thinking about how can we resolve this for the future when this is going to happen again? Because they already have set ways of operating. And I don't think they want to introduce anything new at this point. Why do you think that is? It's, I just think it's um, they, they haven't taken the time to look at the technology. But why do you have the vision? They don't have the vision. Well, I think maybe because we're private sector. I don't, I don't know what to tell you here, Mark. I think um, we've gone to a few bodies. You know, they've, they've said it sounds great, but that, no one's taken it up. Uh, we spoke to the Aboriginal Housing Office. Mm. They said we we're going to get a proof of concept, a POC. Um, if they haven't come back to us, you know, they're building new accommodation for the Indigenous um, they, you know, you'd think they'd be looking for off-grid water supply. That hasn't happened. Um, you know, it's, I've been to local, we've been to some of the local, uh, government events Yep. with, uh, 40 odd councils involved. Also one at the pavilion in Bondi because the company is a Bondi company from it's originated. And, um, you know, some of the stuff we got, some of the responses we got, we were told actually that, you know, air is a finite commodity. Air. Air. <laughs> Where it's actually infinite. Water's a finite commodity. And so, yeah, yeah but people, I, I just, I, there's, there's a lack of understanding. Yeah, on, well, um, what do you say when air is a finite? Uh, I said that's actually incorrect. I said, uh, but what, air what's is the infinite, point they're trying to make that? That we shouldn't be sucking the air out to create water. What? Yeah. Are you serious? We had that from a very very high-ranking official, yeah. Very senior, high-ranking official. Or was he? No, no. He was a mayor. What, 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 a boy or a girl? Don't girl. say it. It's a girl. a girl. So did she say that with scientific background or was she just No, she said it? I've heard of this before because we did put it through to her, hit her desk um, months ago through Dave Sharma mm. uh, with an effort to get it into the local council there and, you know, that's nothing. They said we believe that this may be damaging the environment because we're sucking the air out. Yeah, so, yeah. so you have environmentalists against this product, do you think? Yeah, I think that Is may that be the sort the of case. thing you're up against? I think so because um, um, Allegra didn't come to the stand. Allegra Spender didn't come mm. to the stand to visit even though it was her net zero event. Mm. And, uh, yeah, none of the officials came. But everyone else was... You know, they thought it was amazing. We actually took a couple of our Jenny models, which are the same as your office bubbler. So we've got one that resembles an office bubbler, you know, as yeah, yeah. Coca-Cola, Amatel, uh, Neverfall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, so we have a replacement for that that sits in the office and generates 30 litres and does hot and cold as well. The, the, the office water cooler. Yeah. Yep. So, so we have one of those as so well. Okay, I, I, I wouldn't mind digging around this, but what do you think? Where's this undercurrent of um, resistance coming from? I mean, I explain. Like, is it sounds like very conspiratorial when you say these people didn't turn up? It sounds like there is one person or one group getting to all of them, um, and it sounds like it, it could be environmentally washed. So, in other words, there's an environmental issue or green greenwashing going on in relation or against your could be your perception. Project. It could be perception. Yeah, people who don't understand. But surely, it's not just misunderstanding. Surely. People wouldn't uh, carve you out of the process just based on misunderstanding or uh, an understanding. Surely there must be some science attached to it. Is there any science around what they say or any no, no, real conviction around what they're saying? No, no. So it's sort of ignorance. Yeah. Not misunderstanding. It's ignorance. It's ignorance. Yeah. It's ignorance. Correct. Proper ignorance. Yeah, I think so. I think so. You could put it I mean, mind you. You're talking about Waverley, East Suburbs area, Malari. So they're, they're probably not having a water problem. But like, what do you do? You get the have you had the same pushback, for example, in any other part of Australia? Absolutely not. When we went up to Grafton and we went up to Northern New South Wales and we showed this technology um, to people who've been affected by drought, uh, drought in 2018, 2019. Probably droughts um, too, but yeah, <laughs> yeah drought <laughs> and then and then floods later on. They uh, they were amazed. 
they were truly amazed. And we they had great conversations. They haven't come back well, to us to buy anything, though. Was, so we had several councillors up there who were really keen, but once it got to Clarence Valley um, Council, so the internal bureaucracy just kind of went cold. There seems to be a recurring pattern. Yeah, but what? Yeah, you know, that's what I want to dig around. Like, uh, mm. look, off the top of my head, it sounds great, okay? But is there something that I don't know um, that is it just laziness or is it... I don't a hard word laziness, but like mm. um, lacking conviction from the buyers, apathy, Australian. I'll, I'll, well, if, that you, old one, Australian if, if you look at the United Arab Emirates, they've got twenty five percent of their water now if coming from Abu this Dhabi, You mentioned that earlier. Twenty five percent of the water in Abu Dhabi is from watergen. But uh, maybe it's because, it, but it's also a desert, so they might feel more compulsion to mm. do something um, because they don't have water anyway. Well, I think if if you start digging around, then you're admitting there's actually a problem, a water problem in Australia, which a lot of people perceive there isn't, Yeah, especially in the Indigenous communities. And the fact of the matter is there is a water problem. So that's what I'm trying to get to. Like is it mining companies maybe sort of don't want someone to come and say the water shit quality because, you, you know, stuff is uh, leaching into the water system or, or is it the uh, – senior people in government or the senior people in indigenous environment who don't want to make an admission of something? I mean, I, I'm, it's a mystery to me. It's a, it's, it's, it's a mystery to us, but I, I think I think the one, one of the easiest ways to look at it is Dorothea McKellar, one of Australia's great poets in 1905, wrote, Australia is a land of drought and flooding rains. And every time there's a natural disaster in this country, we focus on the natural disaster and then we move on. And then the next natural disaster happens and we move on. There doesn't seem to be um, a long-term focus on improving um, resilience and critical infrastructure in Australia. I mean, you might have seen in the Daily Telegraph this morning, Resilience New South Wales, um, which was a new body started by the Berejiklian government. I think they spent $30 million on salaries and wages and only gave out $26 million in grants. So, you know, I'm not having a crack at the government as such. All I'm saying is, you know, again, with our electoral system in this country, it's a three-year cycle, which, you know, could contribute to a short-term way of thinking. You know, it's, we've got a crisis, let's deal with that crisis and then let's move on. Because we, we don't want to, we want to get re-elected. We want to get re-elected, right. exactly. We want to fix the problem as fast as possible and move on. Um, when I think that we need to take a longer-term view um, in, in, in and, and, and again, it comes down to government and bureaucracy working with private sector uh, solutions. Um, so um, that's all I can really say, Mark. Um, uh, you frustrated? Yeah, we are frustrated. I mean, mm. our private, all our business has come from the private sector, uh, mm. business to business, and and household to ha- households as well. But you know, it, it's heartbreaking to read these reports, which keep coming out. You know, there was a um, ABC uh, documentary on this water issue a few months ago, and there are solutions. Right there, what was right it, here. What, what was the ABC report? The ABC report was talking about poor water quality. Right. In, so in, did, did you respond to it? Yeah, we did. We, we emailed the ABC and said, we'd love to showcase this technology. And they came back and said, um, you know, once uh, the housing office comes back and is ready to do a proof of concept, we'll do a documentary on it. So it's, 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 it's chicken and egg. It's, yeah. and, and, and we've found that in this country with this, you know, infrastructure sort of business that, that we've put together. Without government support, you know, that's it, – it's very difficult to grow. And 100%. That's what I'm trying to find out. Why isn't there government support? I mean, you're saying a bit of short-termism at the ministerial level um, or, you know, the government, the elected officials level. Mm. But surely the elected officials just um, respond based on what the bureaucracy tells them below. Mm. And the bureaucracy, the unelected um, government people mm. – they're not three. They're not, they're not there on three year stints. I mean, they're there forever. <laughs> you can't get rid of them. Um, don't they sort of have a bigger view on how do we solve this water problem? Say, just pick an indigenous community. Let's solve this one problem. Let's just play, get, get one place to just solve it. Um, yeah. Surely the bureaucracy can do it. And we're talking about red t- tape here, aren't we? Yeah, massive red tape. What about if you go to an indigenous community and say, "Fuck it, we'll solve it." And put them on show. Why don't, why don't you pick, I don't know, somewhere and say, you know, go to Maury or something like that, graft or wherever, and just solve it? Mark, you would need council approval. Why? To, well, you do. Well, it's no, just, maybe just, 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 the- just, you know, we've got a machine. 
And uh, we set up in the middle of the street mm. and uh, it's on the back of a trailer, one of your trailers. It's got the solar panels at the top mm. and you just sit there producing water for everybody. Like like a Richard Branson style thing. Yeah. And fuck them. You just, let's just go and take it all. We'll put it in the middle of Martin Place. Yeah. Better. Prior to, prior to COVID, we were actually going to drive this thing through Australia and visit all the indigenous communities. So well, no, I've got a better idea, Pete. Put it in the middle of Martin Place. And produce water. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Yeah. Why don't you do a rich – that's the sort of brand, thing brands would do. We'd turn up with a couple of camels, pull on a water cart, you'd have one of these things on the back of it. <laughs> You're right. But now you know, I think you need a stunt mm. because you need the media to get behind it. Mm. And you won't get the media behind it. You've tried the government, okay? They're not mm. going to do it. Mm. No. So right now they need to be pushed. Governments respond to media, mm. especially negative media. Um, so and or they love momentum. Governments mm. love momentum. Let's get on, get on, get on board. So how do I get them on board? A stunt in the middle of uh, Martin Place or somewhere where the cameras, you know, Channel Seven's just there. Shit, what's that going on out there? Oh, there's these two dudes uh, producing water out of fresh air. Shit, we better go and get a camera out there. Get a good PR organisation behind you to PR the shit out of it. Um, I reckon, you know, and then at least you on if you appear on Channel Seven, you're talking to Larry Amder or whatever is, you know, saying how good this is. As soon as Seven's on it, eight, nine oh, want to get on it. They're all going to run on it. Then News of them will be on it. It'll be then you've got to keep the momentum up. Because I'm just seeing. Well, I tell you why I'm saying this. It's frustrating me listening to it, right? And uh, and I don't think the starting point is government. I remember when I had the wizard business. I had to get the laws changed around what an actual real interest rate was because in those days people advertised interest rates at 2% but the actual rate was like 6 Okay, And uh, I, I couldn't get government interested. I just I kept saying change the law, change the law, change the law. Um, in the end we started doing all sorts of stunts um, in the wizard days and, uh, and right in the, as I said in the middle of my um, place we brought a tank in at one stage and saying war <laughs> on the banks and, uh, you know, because they're ripping us off on the rates. And uh, got media attention. Next thing you know, I got a, a phone call from Anna Bly, who then was a Premier of Queensland. She said, uh, we're going to put the legislation through um, under the unified uh, credit uh, laws. Once one state went, went, all the states followed yep. and then got legislated. But I had to get someone's attention. And uh, for me, you know, your brand, branding, Branson told me this on a plane once when I trapped him um, <laughs> sitting next to me on a, on a flight. Um, he said to me, um, brands are about two things, notoriety, in other words, everybody fucking knows about it, most importantly, affection, notoriety and affection. So you've got to build, you've got to make people like you so you're solving a problem but you need to be notarized. You've got to, people got to know about it. At the moment, you've got the you got the affectionate thing. You, know, you, you can solve a problem. It's great, but no one knows about it. Mm. Now, sure, getting on my show, some people listen to it, but like, really, you need the mainstream media behind you. And I reckon it's about doing a stunt. You ever thought about doing a stunt? How do you feel about that? Yeah. I like it. We're like stunts. We pretty yeah. much do anything, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you said you're a couple of wild bastards. I mean, like, I think it's better than driving all the way out to Walgett. Yeah. Because no one's going to pick that up. No. 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 You, that's a great thing to do, but, like, no one's going to pick it up. Mm. Mm. And if you did it in, um, you know, uh, you know the, the main square there in Melbourne, uh, what's it called, the Federation Square? Federation, yeah. Or you did it here in Martin Place just up the top near the, near the government, up near uh, Macquarie Street. Near Reserve. In the Reserve Bank. Yeah. Uh, Channel 7's across outside. Mm. They're in the middle, they're on the bottom of the Commonwealth Bank there. Mate, that would be uh, big. Because I just think you've got to tell people about what the fuck you're doing mm. and get people off their ass. I reckon it's a great product. I, this is a product, I would use this product. I honestly would. I would buy this product and put it in at my farm. And as a probably as adjunctive to my current water mm. arrangement, like with the roof water, because um, I'm trying to be off the grid. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, in relation to everything. In fact, I use Starlink. I don't even yeah. use uh, NBN or anything like that. I got Starlink, um, and it was a bit more expensive. But like, I did it because I wanted to make a statement. I, not to anybody, but myself. I just wanted to be off the grid. Mm. So I got Starlink. Um, I've got uh, solar power with with batteries, and I've got uh, roof water, a tank. 
which is not perfect because it doesn't always rain, even though people think it does. It doesn't always rain exactly on my roof. Exactly. <laughs> it might rain, but it might yeah. not rain on my roof, believe it or not, and my roof's not big enough to give me a long-term supply of water. Yeah. And so I, I just think this is, a, I think this is a brilliant idea and it's not that expensive for the Esky-sized one. So do outside of Australia, do you distribute anywhere else now? So we're just starting some distribution agreements with some um, partners in uh, PNG, yep. Tonga, Vanuatu, and um, Fiji. Right. Again, so, the government's trying to get in into these you'd places. You'd be surprised how much little they've in the budget for water of the federal government. It's like minuscule. Yeah, like you think Tonga, some... Tonga needs water, right? They just bugger all in the budget for it. Yeah. Well, and they're but... giving all these millions, but bugger all's. That's that, that's Australian budget or the, the Australian fe- federal budget, federal, yeah. yeah. So most of these uh, governments operate off the Australian federal budget. I can imagine yeah. Ukraine would like a bit of water at the moment too. Yeah. Um, have you ever actually thought about? I know it's a big call, but uh, going over there and uh, you know importing one of them from Israel into there and um, you know getting ABC or someone like that to follow you. No, we haven't. It's a big call, but, cool, um, but I'm no like but put I your battle fatigues on. But yeah. uh, no, I'm serious. No, you're right. That's you're a stunt. Right. That's Australians putting water into mm. infrastructure into uh, the mm. Ukraine. Yeah, mm. I mean, I don't know if you get. I don't. Know, I don't know how you go about it, but like, I'm just. I guess I'm giving you some big ideas here. But the Ukraine would like water at the moment. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm. You know, like uh, just because it snows, it doesn't mean that there's water, <laughs> and it doesn't mean the water's getting piped to where it needs to get. Mm. I'm sure it's yeah. a lot of the stuff's been disrupted. Papua New Guinea, like you just said, um, Solomon Islands. It's better than boots on the ground if you. Help them sort of, you know, with water supply and, uh, you know, actually controlling your own water. Well, you know, it's like, I mean, I don't want to sound too strategic, but like if you control the water supply by supplying the water machines, all of a sudden you've got a bit more control over what you're doing. It's not just like throwing money at yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely. Because you don't know where that money lands. But, so we've got to, so the way we're, we're picturing this at the moment, Mark, is we've got some partners in the Indigenous communities, uh, private, the private companies that actually do a lot of work with Indigenous communities, and we're going to distribute through them. And also, and they'll be extracting the federal government money because it's far easier for an indigenous company. Yeah, they can get the dough. Yeah. And we're doing the same with the Pacific Islands at the moment. So we're just finding our in our partners at the moment and picking those and working that way in order to break through those those markets. But the way we see it, so we the other part of a business is it's actually containerized food. It works off water, seed, and soil. And basically, you can grow five tons of vegetables, five to six tons every year from one container. They're stackable, they work off solar. We've got the water supply for them. And the way we're seeing it is using Starlink for communications. You use the the container for the food and you supply the water. And then the communities can be self-sufficient. We can create jobs because you can create um, servicing departments, indigenous servicing departments uh, that go around and do all the servicing for them, which is the filter changes and the mineralization. And you can get people picking the the fruit or or the vegetables. So... You know, you create a market and we're trying to build off-grid sustainable markets for the Indigenous and for the Pacific Islands. And that's that's how we're sort of seeing this go at the moment. So we've got our first container, our first food container landing in January and we've got Canberra Centre interested. So we're going to park it in Canberra Centre and we're going to grow, grow vegetables in it. Bloody hell. In front of everyone. Yeah. How's that for a stunt? Yeah, yeah. You're going to grow. Like, how long does it take to grow vegetables? Though? So we've got. So we can do spices within 28 days. Spices. Uh, yeah. Any herbs spice? And spices. Yeah. So, herbs and spices, and we can do um, a full um, all types of greens. Say, for instance, uh, within three months. So you actually get four cycles a year, guaranteed. No, you know, there's no, there's no impact when if you have fires, famine, you know, um, you know, if there's no water, this. You know, it's just the, the technology is once again is bulletproof, and it can run all year round. So it's not like it's your. And by the way, it's not like your prototyping. It's gets no. Used. This stuff works. This it, stuff it, is, it is used. Yeah. How many so, years has this been around for? So this has been around for fifteen years. The water gen technology. UNICEF distributes it globally. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like it's, a, it's not new prototype stuff. No, that no, no, no. Used no. For. So no, no, yeah, no, no, no. the only stuff that you're added to is the transport or the mobility of it. The mobility, mobile, the but mobility. But by the way, mobility is not yeah. new either. Like uh, so, they do have a production line that they're coming up with new products, and we have actually added a lot of our requirements to the new product ranges that WaterGen is building. So we've got a very good relationship with them. Yeah, well, I guess sometimes, I mean, I get frustrated pretty quickly with the speed at which things happen in this country, but I guess you're making your steps, you're, you know, you're experiencing yeah. frustrations, but 
You're going to get them. I'm We're just, working around them. We're you're going to have to work them. around them. We're going to get them. Yeah. We're going to get them. Yeah. We're going to get them for sure. Yeah, but just one stunt after yeah. another. I mean, you, you might have some successful, not some not so, yeah. so successful. And like at the end of the day, if you've got a right purpose and good technology, the purpose yeah. is right. So, I mean, for me, um, it will succeed. The main most important thing is you have enough runway. Yeah. Mm. You know, that's the issue, runway, runway. The runway. So with the water, the food, the solo and the comms, we actually tick 11 of the 15 UN uh, um, ESG targets. So we're really one of these companies that, you know, can – you know, can can help change things, but you know we've got to get out there. You're right. We've got to be seen. We've got to be understood. And, yeah, and yeah. We, you know, we've got the equipment to do it. We've got the technology. So everything is works off the cloud. It's all IoT. Um, we're looking at then um, IoT being the Internet of Things. Internet of Things. Yeah. So it's all. So you can if there's an app on your phone that you control everything. Yes. Yeah. It tells you when the water's there, how much you've used, how much you've dispensed. So it's got sensors. how much you've grown. It's got everything. Yeah. So it's got valves and sensors. Yeah. To, 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 okay. Yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, the IoT things is a pretty cool stuff um for those who don't understand what it is but like it's it's that's important especially in terms of investors love they love to know that you got iot um, yeah. involved which means you've got sensors and valves and um data coming in data going out back mm. to you as the you know back to your laptop or your ipad mm. or whatever it is telling you what's going on with the, the device that's really important stuff well look I'm, i i guess um this is an example of technology which I'll, always runs into Blockages from or the momentum of old school traditional systems, and yeah, yeah. that's going to happen. It will, yeah. and, and we're and, disrupting. But eventually, mm. you know, if you make enough noise about it, and you get that one break, or one or two breaks, mm. um, you can flood the system. Pardon the pun, but you can flood the system. <laughs> and by the way, you're right, Will. Australia's got so many natural disasters these days, um, and water's always an issue. Clean water is always an issue post the disaster. Mm. And uh, I, you know, up in Lismore. Uh, when the floods occurred, all the incident went down. Mm. And um, Mick Fanning, the surfboard rider, actually emailed Elon Musk. Don't know him. Just emailed him. I guess Musk might have thought he's a uh, you know, famous surfer, world champion, sent me an uh, email, look at it. And he asked Elon Musk to board in, bring in the Starlink. And Musk actually supplied a whole lot of Starlink machines into the community. And that's how come we were able to watch everything that was going on in Lismore on television because everything was wow. done by mobile phone wow. off Starlink back to the TV stations. And uh, so that sort of stuff does happen and does work. Sometimes you need people like Mick Fannings and those sorts of people yeah. in the world to make a big deal of it and to tell everybody about it. Um, that's And the reason I got Starlink at my property because I'm not far from Lismore is I just wanted to support Starlink for what they did for Lismore. Mm. Agree. Agree. And I didn't know about Starlink. I sort of knew about it, but I had, it wasn't front of mind. But I saw the good job they did at Lismore, which is only like 10 minutes, 15 minutes drive from my place, from my farm. Um, and uh, I thought, wow, that, that worked there. It's got to work in my joint. And uh, and I'll be honest, like I got, it's so good. You know, like you can put 12 people on it on one one system. It's, and the box is like, it's about as big as an esky. Yeah. And I can put it in the back of my car and take it anywhere. Wow. So your stuff is the same. It's, it's the same deal. But you just need to get that one break. Yep. Uh, I, by the way, I normally give everyone an opportunity to ask a question. I mean, probably answered it already, but do you have a question for me? Yeah. Do you want to help us get involved in the stunt? In, in the stunt? <laughs> in the stunt. I, I love the a stunt. Place stunt. I love a stunt. You love a good stunt? Maybe <laughs> I, you can run the I, podcast I, 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 from uh, Martin Place live. I, I love a stunt. Boy, if you want to do a stunt, let me know. Will, by the way, Will works here, so he can fucking let me know. <laughs> <laughs> he helps out on other stuff, but uh, I'm happy to because I just think it's an important thing. But early next year, sometime when everybody's – thinking about 2023 yeah. as opposed to yeah. party time, uh, which is what's going on right now. Um, yeah, Maybe you can park it outside the ivy and hydrate people as they're coming out. <laughs> At two in the morning. <laughs> two in the morning, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Get some water. Don't forget about it the, mach- the next morning. The machine won't work because if you ever st- stood outside the ivy, which I have, um, <laughs> because I went to a function, I stood out there about 12 o'clock at night one night because I heard all this noise and the – the building sort of pulses. The music is so yeah. so, whatever. The vibration you could actually. I was standing across the road. I could feel the vibration or noise is vibration, but I could feel, I could feel the noise across the road. Um, like it's massive, and I would worry that might interfere with your machine. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but like, the cost probably wouldn't work. <laughs> no, no, something's not going to work. So anyway, guys, thanks very much. I, I, I think it's really good. Pity Alos, and of course, 
Will Jeffries, um, very good on. Uh, I heard Will Jeffries is very good on a thing called Business Bullets Oz. I yes. heard he's brilliant at it. <laughs> so uh, he's a good news writer, but this is a good team. It's a good product. There is a demand for it, definite demand for it. No other solutions that I've heard of. And uh, I don't see why Australians, Australian governments, and uh, various communities don't embrace this. So thanks very much, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for listening to The Mentor. Audio and production is by Jess Morley. And production assistance, Jonathan Leondis. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.